It had to be you. Is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. Hello, romantics. Welcome to It Pod to Be You, the Talk Film Society podcast that's all about falling in love on the big screen. I'm your host, Manish Mather, and each episode I'll be chatting with a guest about one of their favorite romantic comedies from classics to modern hits. My guest today is Melanie Greenberg. How's it going? <laughs> hey, Manish. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming. How are you doing in this uh, pandemic social distancing era that we're in? <laughs> well, <laughs> it is it is a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I live in the Chicago area, and I go to the theaters normally two or three times a week to see new release films. Yeah. And it's really hard all the theaters have been closed for weeks. We have in Illinois, we have a shelter in place. So for over a week now, we're supposed to only leave the house to go to the grocery store or to like pick up, take out food. And yeah. it's really, it's really a challenge. And sometimes it's just such an anxiety level that I love to watch foreign films, but sometimes it's hard to concentrate on films with subtitles right now, which is right. really for me. So just to let uh, your viewers know, I have a YouTube channel called Pardesi. If you're not familiar with that word, it means foreigner or outsider in Hindi. And that's what I am. I'm a non-Indian person who loves Indian films. And I review um, Hindi, Telugu, Tamil, and Malayalam cinema. Uh, and so I rely on subtitles for everything. I don't speak any of those languages. Yeah. But I love... Indian films because I, you know, Netflix recommended to me this Hindi film called Diwali Dalhani Alajayenge, which stars Shah Rukh Khan and Kajal, because Netflix streaming knows I like romantic films and yeah. I like musicals, <laughs> right? And it's hard because romantic films in Hollywood are kind of that mid-budget film. And that is kind of an endangered species right now. And musicals are even more rare. Right. Um, I mean, you can count on one hand a couple. You know, we have Greatest Showman. And, and, you know, if it's not a Disney or a Pixar film or something, you know, other than that, it's very rare. And I can see a romantic film every single week in the theater when I go to see an Indian film. Yeah. And and that's what I love about it. Even if it's a big action movie, there's going to be a romance. There's some, yeah, there's some <laughs> angle to it, right? <laughs> there's going to be something in there for me, too. Um, so I came to this film, Bangalore Days, because I I was – Monty Rottenham is this uh, – director of Tamil films and he's one of the greatest directors in Indian cinema. I watched his film OK Kanmani and it starred Dulkar Salman and Nithya Menon who both are in this film Bangalore Days. And I was so captivated with the charm of Dulkar Salman. I didn't know anything about him but at that time that was a Tamil film and looking at his filmography everything was in 
Malayalam cinema. I didn't even realize he is a star kid. He is the son of one of the most famous actors in Malayalam cinema, Mamuti. And I didn't know that even watching this film for the first time, Bangalore Days. So back then, Malayalam cinema was not as easily found on streaming. So I ordered a couple of DVDs from India. So I ordered Ustad Hotel, which also starred Dolker, and Bangalore Days. And what I didn't realize is Ustad Hotel was written by the director of Bangalore Days, Anjali Menon. And she won a National Film Award for writing the dialogues in that script. And then her first, she this was her second uh, directorial feature, Bangalore Days, but it's her most popular film. And the producer of Bangalore Days, Anwar Rashid, was the director of Ustad Hotel. So anyway, she, she captured... Uh, it's about three cousins, and the, the main actors are Nazria Nazim, Dokar Salman, and Niven Pauly. And at the time that she was pulling this film together, it came out in 2014, um, all of these actors had had other films and were on the cusp of big stardom. And this film really propelled all of them into the stratosphere. And it's the equivalent in Hollywood films would be like a... Breakfast Club or um, St. Almost Fire or something like that. I mean, it's like they're sort of the brat pack of Malayalam <laughs> cinema, if you will. Um, Fahad Faisal also is one of the main characters in the film. He plays Das, uh, the husband of Nazria Nazim. And they these two actors met in this film, and Manish, you may not be aware, then they got married in real life. Oh, wow. That's Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So they met through making this film, and they hadn't been on screen together until uh, just last month. One of the last films I saw in the theater was a Malayalam film called Trance, starring Fahad Faisal playing an <laughs> playing a faith healer of all things, <laughs> and his wife uh, Nazria was in the film as well. They've become producing partners and are making some of the most interesting films in Malayalam cinema. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so he took a supporting role, for instance, in Kambalangi Nights, which is my number one Malayalam film of 2019. That uh, film they produced together. So they're doing great things and helping other young filmmakers and working together as producers. But anyway, back to Bangalore Days. It's kind of unusual to have a story about three cousins. And as the director said uh, in an article looking back on the fifth year anniversary of the film, they're bound by blood but they're also friends and they dream they've grown up in Kerala and they've always dreamed of going to Bangalore, the big city and in the next state over. And so uh, Niven Pauly's character is a software engineer and he is, he gets a new job in Bangalore. Uh, Nazria, when she marries uh, uh, Fahad Fazl's character, Das, she moves to Bangalore, and then their cousin Ajus, played by Dolker, who's just kind of a drifter, biker kind of guy, he's into cars, he's a mechanic, he just kind of floats around. He's from a divorced family, and he's kind of the black sheep of the family. So he also comes to Bangalore, and they're kind of, you know, wild-eyed, I don't know what the equivalent is, like coming to New York, I guess, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I kind of pictured it, is like... People, like kids from, like, New Jersey coming into New York City. Yeah. Or something, so, like, similar to that. 
Right. So um, I, I, I flip back and forth between the actors' names and the characters' names. But anyway, the the film kind of begins with uh, Nasria's character. She's going to have an arranged marriage, and she's calling her cousins, "Please come to my to my wedding." And you can see these guys; these three cousins are really young kids. They're not really grown up. <laughs> they yeah. all into hijinks you're like really this girl is going to get married she hardly seems you know she's kind of uh smoking before the wedding (laughs) like cards the night before with her cousins and just uh she just kind of agrees to it because she sees the guy he tells her her prospective groom tells her i was in a relationship before and i'm not sure that i'm over her and that's all that he tells her but she still agrees because uh, she sees him being kind to a dog. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, some of these arranged marriage plots, uh, it's like it kind of stuns me how quickly they decide, okay, yeah, yeah let's spend our life together. Uh, but anyway, so they, they, my favorite song, the whole movie, and actually one of my favorite songs, sequences in Indian cinema, is the wedding song when the cousins join and they're preparing for the the wedding and the song is called Mang Mangalyam and the director said she told the actors don't act like you know the steps <laughs> you know be regular guys and girls doing yeah. this song and that's why it's so charming it's not this song interlude that's this big rehearsed uh you know thing and changes of costumes they're just at a wedding celebration and their exuberance leads them to dancing together and it doesn't look all that polished and it's just all the more charming for it mm-hmm. so anyway there there's trouble in the marriage for nazria because even on her wedding night he takes a conference call to to america <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like you know he just he doesn't he he's not misogynistic. You know, they make a point of like when they're the first morning in the apartment, he makes his own coffee, he washes his own dishes. He's not expecting her to be his maid servant. Yeah. But there's no love or connection there. Right. And she gradually gets more and more depressed. Um so each so we have a romance for each of the characters and something that you wouldn't know, Manish, is the Niven Pauly character who says, I only want a traditional girl. I want one that wears a sari, <laughs> you yeah. know, all, all of these things. But he's attracted to a stewardess that he happens to meet on an airplane. Now, the actress playing the stewardess is Isha Talwar, and they had starred together in a film a couple of years before called Tatatin Mariatu. And so that was a big hit. And so that was kind of the thing. Oh, these stars getting back together yeah. again. <laughs> um, so, and then Aju meets, it, he kind of is falling for this radio DJ that he keeps hearing um, on the radio. And he calls into the station and he's flirting with her. We'll talk a little bit more about that romance in a spoiler section later in, in the podcast, but that's kind of the setup is we're seeing three different characters, three different cousins, three different romances. It's in a way, I don't know, something like a love actually where we're seeing several stories. We're seeing not just one main story we're we're seeing all three characters and the complications of their life and the connection is that these three uh young people are family yeah 
Um, so the, uh, the interesting thing is how Anjali Menon, who also wrote the script, kind of form these characters is that she really based them on the actors themselves. So for instance, Niven Pauly was a software engineer before he decided to go for it and go into acting. Um, uh, Nazria Nazim's character, she grew up in the Gulf, which I guess is the same as the Divya character that she plays. Uh, Dolker Salman is obsessed with cars and bikes. <laughs> that is very much a part of his character. He's a motocross racer, which I guess this was the first Indian film to have motocross. <laughs> the yeah, crazy... that's very unusual. Um, yeah, the crazy very, thing. Uh, interesting yeah. and exciting. The crazy thing is Angela Menon um, in an interview at the five-year anniversary said she kept doing draft and draft and draft of this script. And she was like, where is the soul? 14 days before beginning shooting, she changed some things about Dolker's uh, romance with um, RJ, the, uh, the DJ. And then... And then she's like, yeah, why don't we do motocross? <laughs> like, it just blows my mind. Four day, 14 days before filming, you're going to add in that huge element to the yeah. film. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they, some of those scenes at the end were from a live, uh, you know, race in Pune that they found a uh, motocross race to, race to do um, some filming in. But um, I just thought that was kind of interesting is that she really – she picked actors that had good chemistry together and put elements of their real personalities into the movie. And I think you can tell that they generally like each other and that comes through on the screen, just their um, joking, loving relation, supportive relationship of each other. So you had never seen this film before I suggested it. No, I have not. Um, What were your initial reactions? Had you seen any other Malayalam films or was this your first one? This is my first one. Um, I am, you know, you know, I, you know, I am North Indian. Like I'm from the state, my, you know, my family's from the state of Rajasthan. So, you know, we grew up on Bollywood movies and, Pretty much that's all that I had known growing up and watch. And, I mean, the few, like, South Indian films I'd seen were the ones starring, you know, Ashwini Rai or other actors that I recognized. Right. And, um, but I happened to catch uh, Dalkar Salman in um, The Zoya Factor uh, yes. last year. Um, being And uh, being a fan of, you know, the sort of Sonic Boar brand of romantic comedies. And, like, I, I had seen his name a lot on Twitter because I think a lot, he's kind of a a heartthrob, I guess, of Malayalam yeah. cinema. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so I'd seen his name before, so I was just, you know, looking him up because, you know, he's, I mean, I thought he was very charming and, uh, and you know, very, like, of course, nice to look at in The yeah. Zoya Factor, and I liked his performance. I looked him up, and, you know, this movie came up as, like, one of the biggest hits of his career, so I was just, like, looking up the songs, and, because I'm like, I really don't even know, like, what you know, um, like, films from this region, like, even, like, look like, you know, in terms of, like, how they do, like, if, the, I didn't, like, I didn't even know if they did dance, song and dance numbers. Um, it, I mean, they do, they do, but, um, yeah, they can often be just like this, and yeah. not, 
not necessarily something where people change costumes 20 times in the song. Yeah. And it can often be a montage. I mean, the state of Kerala, the film industry, it's very, they're working on a very low budget. Yeah. But the audience is very demanding of good scripts. Mm -hmm. And they really also emphasize, I mean, this is a woman writer director, but frequently they're women-centric films which is something that really appeals to me this yeah. film was only made for a budget of the equivalent in dollars of a little over a million dollars and it's kind of amazing the creativity that they can do on a very low budget yeah and and to me, a lot of the films remind me of like something I would see in Sundance, like an independent cinema kind of a feel. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's not melodramatic in a, I don't know, <laughs> like, you know, a Shah Rukh Khan weeping yeah, sure. kind of a way. It, it feels more real. Uh, the characters feel like real people and not, uh, you know, cranked up to 11 necessarily. No, I'm not putting that down because I like that too. Sure. <laughs> like, But to me, this is a different flavor, a yeah. different kind of a film. And I think that's one reason why Malayalam cinema may be more accessible to non-Indian audiences, Western audiences, because it feels more like an independent film that you would see here. Yeah. And, I mean, even with such a small budget, this movie had a lot of scope. I mean, there's so many characters, so many locations. I mean, they went all around Bangalore. And, um, and yeah, this movie just had a lot of scope to it, even though it was, I mean, on paper, a very small story. Just, you know, three cousins and their, you know, love lives. And, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, having no, no experience in Malayalam cinema and... I found I found the movie very enjoyable, very easy to watch. I was a little nervous just because um, uh, it's uh, as you were as you know as you were saying it's a little hard to concentrate these days. And yeah, for yeah. me watching a um, watching an indie movie like I don't have to read the subtitles because I'm fluent in or like watching a Hindi movie I don't need the subtitles because I'm fluent. Um, but so it was very strange for me to watch Indians speaking a language that like, I don't know, and like I actually had to pay attention as if I were watching, you know, a French or Japanese or Italian movie. Right. So yeah. I like kind of had to like switch my gears from like watching like how I usually watch Indian movies to like how I watch, you know, movies that are like, in languages I don't know, just because like Indian movies, like I you know I pay attention to them, but I don't need to like concentrate on every word in the subtitles. But in this movie, like I really had to. So. Um, yeah, but even though this movie does have a lot of English in it, uh, just because English is a you know major language in India, especially in a city like Bangalore, uh, but so I mean that that helped a lot because I was able. I mean, like these. What I guess what I'm trying to say is that these um, these kids. I mean, I'm guessing they're probably a lot younger than I am by a couple of years at least. But they um, they felt like real people. They felt like you know, friends of mine that I know, just because they had such a natural chemistry with each other. They felt like they, um, they really jumped out of the screen for me. Like, I didn't feel like any of them had any contrived characteristics or made any decisions that were too out of the, uh, you know, out of left field. I felt like they just seemed very natural, very authentic. And, you know, Anjali Menon is someone that I'm not familiar with, but she... I could already kind of tell like what you know what her what her strengths are as a filmmaker, and that she just brings out so much uh, naturalness from these characters. And even in like, um, I mean, this is a very long movie; it's almost three hours long. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it kind of flows by. Like, I was kind of like, I put it on this morning being like, okay, maybe I'll watch half of it and then like turn it off and then watch the other half, you know? And I found myself just totally engrossed in it by the, uh, the intermission point about halfway through. So, yeah. And I mean, just, I just liked that this movie had very, you know, human situations and, you know, you're right to kind of bring up, you know, like the Sundance, you know, independent film, you know, factor, because I think that is what makes it so um, accessible, because it is taking place in, you know, it's, you know, they're in a big city, they're doing things that, you know, people, the young people do, like, all over the world, so just, it felt very uh, relatable and accessible. So, yeah, I really appreciate it, I'm really glad that you uh, suggested it, because, I mean, if this had been in my, you know, Amazon Prime watch list forever, because, you know, once I, when I went through that, you know, Salmon phase, and was, you know, looking for other stuff he'd been in, I added this movie to my watch list, and I just never got around to it, just because I'm thinking, like, you know, it's a language I'm not too familiar with, it's very long, like, I don't, I, like... I, I like not to sound so like you know Bollywood focused. Like I'm generally not like I like foreign films of all countries and stuff. But it's just it's just like a very different experience for me to like watch an Indian movie that's just not in a language I I, I know very well. So it's just yeah, it's very. Right. It was something I I thought it would take longer to get used to, but honestly, like within five minutes, I didn't even notice you know what they were speaking. I you know I could just follow the story and follow the characters and. Um, and I'm sure that's, you know, to the credit of the fact that this is a really well-made film with relatable characters and also the fact that, you know, as you mentioned, like Malayalam films are becoming more and more, you know, respected and, and uh, appreciated throughout, not just India, but throughout the world, it seems like. What's interesting is this particular film was released across India, I think, in over 200 theaters yeah. and with these subtitles. Now, I will say I own the DVD. It is on Amazon Prime. The subtitles are not as good as probably what was on the – I don't know why Amazon and Netflix think they have to reinvent the wheel and put new subtitles on because yeah. – there were grammatical errors and words <laughs> that were, you know, typographical things, words smushed together. It was, yeah. ag- it was aggravating. So I apologize to anybody that's trying to watch this on Amazon. No, the subtitles are not perfect. But it was interesting to me that they marketed it that way and that they they were trying to get a broader reach within India. And also, uh, you know, it. It's just, like I said, I think this is the film that many people say, watch this one first, and then you'll understand why Molly Ellen films are are special. And this is a film that is recommended over and over and over again as an, an entry point to Molly Ellen cinema. And it's, uh, and it is, it's very accessible. Um, you know, you don't have to have grown up in Kerala to kind of understand that the Niven Pauly character is living in the big city but yearning for for home and the country life and yet his parents are yearning to get out of that you yeah. know what i mean 
I thought that was a very funny thing is like here he just idolizes, won't even do his laundry at home. He wants to, to do it on the stone in the river at home every weekend, you know? Yeah. And then his mom, when his mom later in the film moves in with him, she's like, well, where's the other stove? And he's like, mom, we don't have a stone hearth here. It's, he's like, she's like, no, where's your induction oven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she can't wait for cable TV and a hundred channels and all, right. all of that. So, uh, you know, I mean, that that's kind of a universal thing of uh, kids like romanticizing home. And, uh, you know, because I mean, Kerala is absolutely gorgeous. I can't wait to visit there someday. I had a plan to go to India later this year. And like so many other people, everything is topsy turvy. I don't yeah. know what is going to happen. But I told my husband, Kerala is a place that I have to go when we go to when I go to India because it's so gorgeous. Yeah. And um you know, so you can see why he yearns for home and yet his parents can't wait to get out of there <laughs> because they feel suffocated um uh, by their life and just the village. Um but anyway, I think um this film also was kind of a breakthrough as being very young, very fresh, very energetic, and a lot of films have copied it going forward. Uh and and so you know, it was kind of a, you know, just one of those big films that kind of s- set the tone yeah. for all of Malayalam cinema. And it is, it is, uh, it's just, it, like you say, it's so absorbing, but it's universally relatable. All of, you know, somebody being from a dysfunctional, broken family and yearning for connection. And, yeah. and you know, like his cousins are the only family that he really depends on, uh, the black sheep of the family. Or somebody in a terrible marriage and not wanting to admit to her friend and family how bad it really is. And then we'll get into this in the spoiler section, but I thought the actor Fahad Faisal, who plays her husband, Das, he really treads this line. The first time I saw the film before I knew what was coming in the ending, like you hate him. You're just like, why can you not see what a lovely girl this is? Why can you not give her one ounce of warmth and kindness? Yeah. I know. I had a really, I had a really tough time with him for about two hours in the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because, like, I, I was like, I kind of understand where he's coming from on one level because, yeah, like you want to have like, like, like I mean, just like how she didn't really ask to get married, he didn't ask to get married either. And I, you know, yeah. I was like, I can respect that. Like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want like the housemaid kind of housewife. Like, that's not what he wants from her. But he also like doesn't seem to tell her what he wants from her at all, or doesn't seem to even acknowledge that she has she had her own you know career ambitions and has and was willing to put them aside for a, you know a little while just for him. And he doesn't he doesn't. I mean the yeah. like the scene when he wakes up at sunrise and sees you know her um, painting on the like windows and how that creates yeah. a, you know beautiful stained glass kind stained of glass kind of effect like i appreciate that he gave her that kind of acknowledgement and you know not knowing where the movie is going i thought okay maybe this is a turning point for them and they can you know kind of build a you know romantic loving marriage instead of you know being basically roommates who share a bed but i mean even i guess he just didn't really yeah i mean he's just so either like workaholic and then just like so in love with his ex-girlfriend that he just like couldn't 
he yeah. could even see her as you know someone who is wanting to be in love with him. So, but it's just like I, there's some, there are some points in the film where I felt like he really took it a lot further than. I was willing to respect, you know, like yeah. when he like yeah. throws her phone out the car window and right. Basically, he completely it, he completely loses it when he sees her on a motorcycle without yeah. a helmet. Yeah, but he doesn't explain to her why he's losing it. I mean, yeah. we un- we understand at the end of the film, yeah. But but even so, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't even say to her that's dangerous. I don't want you riding a motorcycle without a helmet. He yeah. just. Um, you know, he just treats her like a child, like he's her parent and like, right. you know, just get in the car. <laughs> you know, we're going out. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like you would to, you know, a, a, a rebelling teen or something. And so, and I mean, there was another point in the film when he's just like, just grow up. And I don't know exactly how young she's supposed to have graduated college, but I don't know exactly how young she's supposed to be, 20 or 21. She yeah. is still a kid. You know, but yeah. all right. So I think at this point, both of us are saying highly recommend the film. It's on Amazon Prime. Yes, it's kind of long, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get into a spoiler discussion right now because there's some important twists and turns in the film that if you've never seen it, we don't want to spoil it for you. Because when I saw them the first, I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this film was going to have X element. So, yeah. all right. So from here on out, spoilers. Okay. So, yeah. So the Stas character is consumed. What we don't realize, he has this hidden room, this locked room in the apartment. And one day he leaves the keys. And she goes in there and discovers that it is a shrine to another woman um, played <laughs> by Nithya Menon. Uh, and... She she thinks this is like a like a a live person that yeah, like he's possibly still having yeah. an affair with or something. This makes her want to divorce him and go home. But then uh, her cousin Aju, played by Dolker, happens to see a photo of them together at the bike gang headquarters, <laughs> and realizes that the Shiva that he had been hearing about, who was such a great racer, is actually his cousin's husband does and he just cannot reconcile this glasses wearing accountant kind of person straight laced shaved with this bearded smiling on the motorcycle guy that he sees in the photograph and neither can Nazria when she walks into that room she had never seen her husband smile and here yeah. is photo after photo of him with this other woman grinning smiling obviously in love and she just collapses on the floor in tears. Like she just, she can see everything that she she's not having is right here in this room that he had with this other woman. Yeah, he is capable of it, just not with her, and that's really crushing. Right. And who does she call? She calls her cousins. You know, and that's the thing is these are the throughout the whole film they are support for each other through thick and thin for the good times to tease you. You know, when you have a crush on somebody else, or and also there when you're crashing and and you need someone to be with you, someone to ride the bus home with you when you have to go back to your parents' house. Right. And they're just there for through thick and thin. But what she comes to learn is that. You know, this this girl is is dead and he's racked with guilt because he was the one riding driving the motorcycle in the accident 
that killed her because she wasn't wearing a helmet and and that his her parents had screamed at him you know you killed our daughter and he he so it's not that he's still in love with her it's just that he's so consumed with guilt that he cannot reach out to another person and live through that pain again i guess i mean it's i like it's a fine line and like you say it's kind of hard over two hours you hate him you really hate him and you're just like how can you be doing it this to this lively girl uh but then the scene where they do come together and it's revealed that he has this huge tattoo on his back i'm like <laughs> i mean manish i know your mouth was hanging open you're like what mr accountant has what yeah <laughs> It's a moment. It's a great reveal. Um, you know, he had this whole wild past, and so, and her eyes kind of widen in this, like, whoa, yeah, (laughs) this is what I married. Wow, (laughs) you know, like she's delighted. Let's just put it that way. Like she gets this wide-eyed look, like I'm loving this. You know, like I, I have my husband has hidden depths, but oh my god, and he kind of also. Saves the day. I realized more when I first saw this film. Now I understand more that when um, Aju, the Joker character, is trying to approach Sarah and really propose, hey, don't move away to Australia. Uh, Please stay here with me. That Das does stand up and say, we're his family. And, and and just kind of saying yes, he's 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 from his stable family, yeah. and like let's have the families meet and discuss this and how important that was that he wasn't just coming alone like a vagabond, right? Um, yeah, for her hand. So the other big reveal right at the interval point. Did you see that coming at all that she was going to be in a wheelchair? I mean, I knew there was something just because of like, um. I, yeah, I I don't think I saw that coming, but I knew that this like something had to happen. It couldn't just be like a straight, you know, like um, it could be like an expected kind of courtship kind of things because like they're building up that you know like him flirting with her on the radio call and like walking up to the building. But yeah, like how that plays out, I did not see coming at all, and I thought it was a very, um, I mean. I don't want to say anything and put my foot in my mouth, but, like, I thought it was kind of a respectful depiction of, you know, a person, you know, with uh, with a wheelchair, a riding wheelchair, you know? I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, so the actress yeah. that plays um, Sarah is Parvati, and she is one of the best actresses in Malayalam cinema. Um, she's just last year, she had an amazing film called URE, which means rising. So in the same way that Dipika Putakone had a film about being an acid attack victim called Chapak, yeah. URE, URE is the same kind of film, but much better, oh, wow. <laughs> much That's better, better. much better. Um, so, you know, she did it. She did first. Uh, she's so she has had an amazing career. Um, she was in a film called Take Off, which was really the same story as the um, Tigers in the High or whatever, you know, where where Salman comes in and rescues all those nurses. Yeah. The more realistic version of that story, Parvati plays one of the nurses and she's quite heroic in the story in the Malayalam version. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no machine guns going, yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, so she is she is so well-respected. And um, she, 
she also has a wonderful romantic film with Dolker Salmon called Charlie, uh, which I would hi- also highly recommend. I don't know which streaming service it's on, but she I, she's one of my favorites. She has maybe a smaller role, but I agree with you. I think it was quite respectful, quite respectful. And at first, Dolker sees her. And he just walks away, but he he's still so captivated with her that he keeps following her around. And he's now that he can see her in person, he's fascinated, and he follows her into art galleries, and he follows her on the bus. And then finally, she confronts him, like, "Why are you following me?" <laughs> you know, she's got some spunk to her. She she's not just gonna let some creep follow her around. And then she realizes, "Oh, this is the guy that was flirting with me." And she's kind of like, "Put up or shut up, buddy." You yeah. know, but. Um, and I, I did think their their romance was uh, one of the best things about the film. It's interesting, again, this interview that Anjali Menon, the writer-director, did five years after the film came out. She said she kept doing draft after draft of the script. And 14 days before filming, she did one last draft. And what she really added to was she kept saying where is the soul in this film and the most changes she made were to this storyline and um i think you know i think it just it really resonates and it's the one that kind of brings tears to my eyes sometimes you know just uh how sweet he is with her yeah uh and like, how how about have a sexy moment of having a guy lifting a girl out of her wheelchair to put her on a park bench? Like, yeah, like yeah. You know, <laughs> that was like a wonderful little moment of closeness. So, um, yeah. but I, uh, yeah, I'm not so much about motocross racing and all of that, but it was kind of, again, like a fun young element. And so the big thing is that she has gotten a scholarship to go to Australia, but it's kind of what her mom wants. And that was something that I couldn't really remember. I was like, did she just give all that up for Dolker? And then they make it clear that it was really her mom's, what her mom wanted. And she would be leaving behind a lot of friends, not just Dolker, but her whole life. And she wasn't, she was just, she was kind of realizing I'm letting my mom steer my whole life. And so she was kind of coming to that decision, but she was ready to leave and try new things. And then Dolker at the last minute comes in and that's kind of uh, but the very end of the film is the surprise of Niven Pauly marrying the French girl from his office (laughs) (laughs) so he found the traditional girl even if she wasn't from India (laughs) yeah yeah Um, you know going back oh sorry go ahead no go ahead um, yeah just like going back you know to Sarah um, you know kind of doing the scholarship for her mom like, because that's what her mom wanted. Like, uh, one thing I really appreciate about this movie is this theme of, you know, parental expectations versus, you know, kind of the youthful desire or, like, youthful wants and, and needs. And it's something that comes up a lot in, in Indian film, at least, you know, Hindi films that I've seen, like, Three Idiots, Dil Jat Dahe, yes. all of which, both of which I think were probably influences on Anjali Menon. Maybe not, in t- I mean, I don't know if she's seen them, but, you know. Oh, I'm sure, I'm so sure, yes. Um, and because, I mean, Dil Jat Dahe especially, I felt like a very strong connection to this film. Especially in the way, in like, sort of triptych, um, like, um, structure and how it focuses on three friends and their lives and growth. But... You know, the um, there's the there's a line in the early the first act of the film when um, 
I believe it's uh, it's Delgar Salman's character saying, like, you know, with every new achievement that the kids do, the parents and the aunts and uncles, neighbors, they add an, another expectation to it. You know, first it's, you know, when are you going to graduate? And then once you graduate, you know, when are you going to get a job? And then when you once you get a job, then it's like, well, when are you going to get married? Once you get married, you know, when are you going to have kids? And then so on and so forth. And then it starts all over again. It starts all over <laughs> again, exactly. And... Um, and I like that theme basically plays because all these kids, you know, they've all, in a way, like, defy their parents' expectations. You know, for one, like, of course, you know, Dakir Saman's character does it the most radically because he basically lives on his own terms. And even um, even Divya, she, um, I'm sorry, her name is uh, Naz... Nazria, yeah. Nazria, Div- right. Yep. Um, she... Like, she, I mean, she gets the arranged marriage, but she also gets her MBA in the process. And, you know, she wins over her husband through her own methods, not just by being, you know, the docile doormat housewife. You know, she really stands exactly. up for herself. And and as we were she, saying... Um, she trades in her wedding jewelry to pay for her tuition. Yeah, on her. exactly. She doesn't, then, yeah. ask, she doesn't want to ask her husband for money to go to school. She's, she, she's going to do it on her own. And I respected that too. Yeah, me too. And, um, and Niven Polly, like he, you know, he's the most like traditional of the three because like he does have that, you know, like software engineer job and he wants a traditional wife and he longs for his hometown. But I mean, his parents want him to like be, they want him to like be like that model son. And he just wants to go back and be part of the small town and even he like gets his you know traditional wife, but she's not Indian. She's an uh, like a French girl who just knows Indian culture and is very involved in it and respects it. And so, and he also has that great scene when he's saying that you know um, when he looks at he's on the balcony and he sees he sees his mom like leading um, like his neighbors or other people in like a like, um, exercise kind of thing and sees then that, um, you know, uh, Michelle is doing her dancing, stuff like that. And he's like, you know, here's this Western girl who wants to the traditional Indian culture and here are my, you know, Indian parents who want to see, like, who want to be modern and want to be, you know, with the 21st century. So it's definitely very, I mean, I like those themes a lot. I found them to be explored very well. Um, yeah. Even though, like, I mean, like, what are your thoughts on the romance between uh, Niven Polly and the flight attendant Manakshi? So again, we're in the spoiler section. Yeah. So he 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 gets this crush on her, and he thinks that she is traditional. I mean, he's end up spending one night in the apartment, which all his cousins just tease him about mercilessly because he's so innocent, so naive about every everything. But we've come to find out that she's really staged all of this. And seeing it again for the second time, you can see the boyfriend that shows up, the ex-boyfriend that she's been flaunting Niven in front of. Yeah. You see all of those scenes. That first time that she comes up to him in the mall and asks for his phone number. Yeah. He's, he's you know, the, the, the boyfriend is part of her group. You just see him again right. and again. And she's purposely, hey, come out on this balcony and I'll massage you. And yeah, you, and then the boyfriend is down there. Like, you see all of that, that she's putting on this show and and you really feel bad for Niven's character, but in a way, he could use a little experience and seasoning before he starts his whole life with 
you know, his life partner with it, you know, with his bride. Yeah, so like, he kind of needed a wake up call. Um, yeah. Like, for example, that, that scene in the airplane when he first meets her is like, he's basically falling for her because she's servile and docile, you know, like mm. she's a flight attendant, you know, she's there to, it's like, I was thinking like, you know, the, like you're not supposed to hit on your flight attendants because it's very like rude and sexist to do so, especially if you're like a male, in that age, you know, and she's, uh, you know, the flight attendant's, a, a, you know, like a young, beautiful woman. It's like, I was like, um, okay, okay, guy, like, you know, you need to calm down. Like, she's doing her job, you know, she's not hitting right. on you just because she's serving you. Um, and, you know. Well, she, she did, she did go in there and buckle his Yeah, I mean, which I, I mean, that's never happened to me on plane, so. I think, <laughs> I think, I think she, I think it was a little bit of both ways. Yeah. There. But you're right. I think he I had never thought of it in that way exactly, but you're right. He's seeing her she's acting what her job is, like you right. say, to be serving, to to be polite, to to have that air about her. And uh wear and, the traditionally yeah, like Vasari and stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, that's just part of part of her and he's like, Oh, she, he overhears her speaking in um Malayalam, so he's like, Oh, she's Malayali, you know, you know, it's like, oh, like even bonus, you know, right, she's yeah. she's from Kerala. So yeah, I mean he idolizes her. You're right. He he's he's seeing her through these rose colored glasses. He's seeing what he wants to see. Uh yeah. but yeah, he he needed a little seasoning, a little experience before he was ready to yeah. to settle down. I mean, I mean I, it was like um, the scene when, like, you know, the ex-boyfriend comes over and they're basically, like, making out in front of him. Like, it was so yeah. sad that I couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, guy, you should have seen this coming. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it seemed like that, like that was his first kind of experience with the girls. So I was like, I, you know, you're a little naive, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But, like, yeah. <laughs> the writing was on the I wall. Mean- the poor guy. Niven Pauly has kind of made a career of playing these kind of naive kind of characters, yeah. and he's kind of struggling now to break free of that. <laughs> Let's just yeah. put it that way. But his next film after this is his biggest hit. It's called Pramam, and which means love, and it's him going through three different love stories himself and different phases of his life. I can't recommend that film enough. It's really good. Um, he is, and he did another film called Om Shanti Oshana. So Nazria, who plays his cousin in this film, she is a young high school student, and then she idolizes him. He's an older guy, and he kind of puts her down, like, and then you know, and she's just got this huge crush on him uh, through the film. It's very female focused, yeah. uh, and it just has a wonderful. Uh, the ending is just one of those oh, wonderful surprise endings at the end of how they finally get together. But uh, he, you know, he is uh, kind of trying to make it into action films and other things. But I think in this film, he's kind of there for a lot of the comedic, uh, you know, release. <laughs> yeah. Because like you say, it's both, it's like bittersweet. It's both sad that he's going through this, but it's also hilarious that he turns around from being, you know, punched out by the guy to find his girlfriend making out with this guy that just punched him, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so ridiculous. He's always in these ridiculous situations. Yeah, and but like, it's just like, that's part of the charm of this movie is that, you know, there's so much humor in it, and even in scenes that, you know, 
are like more dramatic. There's always a little like punch to them to make it, you know, not it's not like overly dramatic as you were saying earlier. There's always that little like comedic beat to it or you know, it's quirky or charming and just, yeah, there's just so much to it. And Yeah, um, like there's the sadness that his father has run away. Yeah. And he's having to kind of grow up and deal with it and be the man, the head of the household and take care of his mother and all of it, all of this. And he gets a letter, an apology letter from his father. And then his cousin, Dolker, is smelling the letter like... <laughs> <laughs> they start playing this music and you realize he'd written from Goa and it smells like marijuana. <laughs> I mean, like even in this bittersweet moment, like, yeah. this really funny, you know, joke to it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just like, I mean, cr- all credit to Anjali Menon, who is just like able to make these um, situations just feel so lifelike because, I mean, you don't really have those, like, big crying scenes in this movie as you might in, like, a Bollywood movie or, like, a even, like, a Hollywood movie where, it's, you know, it's, like, a more dramatic one. But, yeah, and I I, mean, I also want to appreciate her as a, as a director because this movie looks great. I mean, she it really does. has a stronghold on all these characters and, you know, the movie just has, like... So many great shots of the city of, you know, Bangalore. There's a whole song sequence when they're touring the city that I was so mesmerized by. Because I've never been to Bangalore. I've only, I mean, I've only seen it in movies. Um, yeah. And, or like on, you know, Google Images. But I've never been there, but it was so beautiful to see. And even, I mean, even some of her close-ups I found were so stunning. And like her command of like the editing in these scenes of you know these dialogue scenes and like there's just so much going on i mean she's i think i definitely am curious to check out more of her her films because um i was just very impressed by her as a as a filmmaker I haven't seen her first uh, directorial picture. Um, I have seen her. She did um, a film with uh, Nazria Nazim called Kude uh, with Prithviraj, uh, who is another big star. And it's it's also very family focused. I didn't think it was as strong of a film. Bangalore Days is her standout number one. But as far as scripts, um, as I mentioned, Ustad Hotel, which she did not direct, but the pr- producer of Bangalore Days, um, Anwar Rashid did, is excellent. It's it's also uh, starring uh, Dolker and it's uh, with Nithya Menon, who is, uh, you know, she, she's just in that flashback scene as being Fahad Fazl's ex you know, girlfriend that died. Uh, she is just a bubbly you know, firecracker kind of uh, actress. And it's a, um, it's a really good film. So that one is, if I'm just going to recommend one, I would say watch Ustad Hotel uh, first, but Kude, I liked just not a Bangalore days just is head and shoulders above um, these other ones. And you can see why it's just, it's, it's like all of these perfect elements came together and also having all of these, what are now big stars, all in a film together <laughs> is really incredible. However, the Malayalam film industry is something really unique in that um, it really seems like a film fraternity where people are just interested in making great stories. And so you'll have somebody who is a famous director in their own right taking a supporting role in their friend's film. 
you know, yeah. just to be able to hang together and support them and getting their film made. And uh, so you see that over and over and over again of famous directors just taking supporting roles to add something to somebody else's film. It's just a small community, evidently. And and that's another thing that I just love about it. Um, but she... This is just a special thing because all of these people now, like, I don't know, you could make it for a million dollars having all of these stars in one film. You captured them at that perfect moment before they really, I guess while they were filming it, Niven Pauly had two big blockbusters came out, you know, while this film was in production. And so then it just catapulted it even more once the film came out. So did you have a favorite among the cousins or... Um, I really related to, well, I, I wouldn't say related to her in that, like, um, but I would say, like, uh, Nazri is probably, like, my favorite of the three, just because I found her story to be so compelling, and, um, and the, I mean, the, the two guys, like, of course, I thought, I found this, you know, I really liked their arcs as well, and, you know, how they went, but hers, I felt like, was, like, the heart of the movie, and, um, I just felt like... Her, like, sink into depression just, like, really, um, really struck out to me. I thought it was so yeah. well handled. Yeah. Because it's just the kind of thing where, you know, like, she can't quite, she can't quite articulate why, because it really has to come from him, because she's trying. And they they seem kind of mismatched in the beginning, in that, like, she comes from this kind of loud, boisterous family, and, you know, he even kind of seems a little, like, snobby towards her cousins and towards her family. And, um, you know, it seems like he doesn't really have a strong family. It feels like his family's mostly overseas. So I just don't think he, like, gets it, of, like, what it's like to come from a big family. And, um, yeah, and just, like, having that kind of, like, friendship with your cousins where it's, like, you're beyond blood relatives. It's, like, something more... And that's it. And like, I mean, I really related to that because a lot of my cousins I consider, you know, I mean, like friends and cousins and that sort of thing where we just like hang out and talk and like lean on each other and stuff and joke with each other. So, and, um, just, yeah, you have a, you have a lifetime of inside jokes, you yeah, know, exactly. And I can also understand like how he would feel left out of that. Like, I was reading online that Anjali Menon had the three actors you know, basically do, like, a boot camp together to build that kind of camaraderie. And I read that, like, he was basically not allowed to join them at all. Oh, wow. And, I had uh, read that. Wow. Yeah, I, I read that on Wikipedia or IMDb, so I don't know how, like, true it is. Or I don't know how no, I, I totally... Yeah, I totally agree with that because she did a similar thing for uh, the Coup Day movie with Nasri and Pritvaraj had never worked together. Yeah. And she made them start a WhatsApp group yeah. and, and kind of, you know, get familiar with each other that way and to kind of um, because they were playing sister and brother. And so she wanted them to have that rapport and to build some closeness uh and so yeah yeah, no definitely it would make sense because she did it for the next movie so and i mean i would really um really love to hear about like her own relationships to her family because this is very idealized um but i thought it was funny because like these three cousins are very close but it doesn't seem like their parents are that close right this kind of way 
And it also seems like they have siblings outside of the three of them that don't really... Like, there's the Wagita who lives in Oklahoma. Which, which I, thought, I mean, I'm sorry. I thought it was just so funny to hear that one actress say Oklahoma. I mean, she was so cute. Like, I really liked her. Yes. Um, and I'm kind of sad that, like, she was treated as, like, suffocated. Because, like, I mean, she's cute. Like, come on. She just wants to be, like, a person in this world, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, it was that was that was hilarious when her husband runs away... And he's just like, oh, well, my, of course my mother wants to stay here in the ancestral home in the village. And then yeah. she takes him to a side room and she's like, this is my chance to get out of this hellhole. Like, I'm coming with you to Bangalore. And then she yeah. comes out. Well, of course, my son just, you know, he can't, he can't cook for himself. And he just begged for me to come. And like, it was, yeah. that was one of my favorite scenes. You're right. She, that, it's just the, even all the supporting characters are just little gems in so themselves, especially, yeah. especially, especially her. Um, you know, she's like, I've been living this hell. Like, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and even like they're like the, um, like the neighbors in um, Das's building, like they have this yeah. like, one scene where she invites them um, to like watch the game and have chai and stuff, and like they're just so like they just seem like colorful people, and I'm kind of like, man, I wish she would like continue being friends with them because, like, she she just needs some company, and I think it's like lucky that she has her cousins to fall back on, but you know she didn't. I mean, I was like really thinking like, oh my god, like this, this, these two guys just didn't happen to like live in the same city as her and like be around. Yeah. I mean, she would be like in a really bad place and Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I get that. Yeah. My my mom is the youngest of seven. Oh wow. And yeah. and my dad only had one sister. And so my dad was used to very small holidays and we moved far away. When my parents got married, they moved far away from her family. Yeah. So holidays, you know, like Thanksgiving, my mom just kept inviting other people. And my dad finally realized like, it's not a holiday for her unless there's at least 15 people. In the yeah, house. Exactly. No, I mean, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's and and that's the way, I, that's the way the Divya character is. It's just, she's like you say, she's used to having all of these people around and she, she couldn't believe when she's like, well, well who are your neighbors? And, and, and that Das said her husband had never talked to any of his neighbors. She's just not used to that urban living where you may never meet your neighbors and only because she gets stuck outside in the balcony. And then like you say, she to, to thank them for rescuing her. She invites the whole thing. And when he comes home and he can't even open the door from all the shoes there. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's really deflates her. Cause she's, she's just like, Oh, I can recreate this. I can have all the neighbors. I can have this, you know, friends around me. And he just is like, uh, I'm a private person. Don't, I don't, you know, and just shutting her down. And it's just yeah. one, more brick on top of just like you say the progression of her depression is so well done and this and also just the way that she acts it because it's not words you just see the crush the, the crushing um the blows one yeah. after another after another until she just can't take it anymore yeah yeah and it's 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 one of those like uh, it's a kind of like you know story about marins that i really appreciate where it's not like he's not inherently a bad guy you know he's not really abusing her in any way i mean throwing her phone out i thought you know it was like that was a little iffy because i'm like that's really cutting off her communication which he does call out which i appreciate later because you know there's a scene after he does that when she comes home late and he's like why did you call and she said well you should have thought of that before you threw my phone away 
Right. So I really liked that she said that because I'm like, yeah, that's really her only communication point. And it's like how, like, that's, I mean, it's really a bad thing for him to do. But, um, you know, he's not really, I mean, he's neglectful, but he's not doing anything that's, like, really that bad on paper. Like, it is very, but it's, like, these little things that just keep adding up, adding up. And, like, the way that he lets his, you know, his own housemaid, like, insult her constantly the one that calls him baby baby dust. Yeah. <laughs> 30-year-old guy, baby dust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like these little things and it's like not like their fights aren't ever just like one like one big blowout. It's always just these like little interactions where they just like can't communicate properly. Neither of them have the um the like emotional intelligence to really communicate what's going on. And like a, like another scene that I found to be really heartbreaking is when he invites her out to dinner and she gets excited because she thinks it's going to be a romantic outing for them, and it turns into a business dinner where no one even talks to her and they even um, they even tell her that she's a lucky lady to have him as a husband. And I'm like, well, isn't it kind of aren't you supposed to say the opposite that like your husband's a lucky guy because your wife is like, isn't that like the kind yeah. of business yeah. dinner mean- like etiquette? <laughs> Right, and he doesn't even warn her. Yeah, yeah. This is a business dinner. We're going to be, you know, I have to impress these clients or whatever it is. He just yeah. said, aren't you going to come to dinner with me? And then she's so delighted. Yeah. That's, again, where she can express things with her face. Uh, you know, it's no words that she's saying. It's just we we know eg- exactly what she's feeling because she's so good yeah. at, emo- at emoting through expression that we we get all of that. And that's uh, she's she's really she's really a treasure. And then, um, unfortunately, once they got married, like she she stayed away from the screen for a couple of years. And I mean, she's so talented and I was thrilled. She came back with Kude and then she just did this film with him trance, but I think she's enjoying producing as well, which I mean, kudos to her. That's awesome. Yeah. But she's such a good actress that it was really, I was really missing seeing her on screen because she's so talented. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine like having the power of being a producer is very exciting because like you're really like, you're really in it to like make films and you really have the capability to like change, you know, the industry and how you see fit. But yeah, I mean, I've only seen her in this one film and I really would love to see her in others because I mean, I found her just so captivating on screen and so charismatic and just, I mean, the difference between her with her cousins and her with her husband is so striking and chilling almost because like she really shuts down um, with him and then, you know, at the end, you know, like the final scene I found so just charming because, you know, it turns out that it's um, uh, Naveen uh, like narrating this to his wife on their wedding night, which is, you know, not right. my kind of pillow talk, but, you know, sweet enough. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then like she starts like his, his wife, Michelle, like makes a joke about, you know, about him. And he's like, where'd you hear that from? And all the, the other five, the other four of them just like come running into the room. And it's just like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, man, like, this, like, this movie looks like it was fun to make. The characters are fun to be around. The actors are fun to, to watch. Like, I like the movie's ending. I just had such a like warm feeling. I know, so I'm like, just, this is exactly I know, like, yeah. yeah. 
especially now when you know i'm social distancing in apartment by myself and it's like you know it's one thing to like do the whole social media thing and like be on like dms or in zoom and whatever apps there are skype but it's not the same as being like with them so this may just like hit that spot of like being near family even though like it was the first time watched in a language I didn't know with actors I didn't recognize. By the end of the three hours, I was like, man, these people are like my friends. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, exactly. It it just has that warm family feeling to yeah. it. And it um, it's just really a feel good all around. All three, all three stories are resolved in a good way that leaves you, you know, with a good feeling about where these characters are going moving forward from the film. Um, But in a, but in a real way, not in a, okay, this was just a fairy tale ending. It's not, it's just, it comes from their characters and, and where they were going and it's grounded, but yet, but that just gives you such a warm feeling. Uh, Fahad Faisal, who, you know, you love to hate as Das, but then kind of redeems himself at the end. He is one of the top actors. You know, we're talking about how great Nasri is with expression. He is the king of that. And I was noticing this film is from six years ago, how far he's come as an actor. Uh, I've seen a lot of his films. Uh, the one that I would really recommend where he's he, he and Nasria produced it and he is a supporting role. Again, is kind of also he's willing to willing, even though he's such a top actor to take negative roles. Cumbalangi Nights, which I believe is on Amazon Prime now. It was on Netflix for a while, but I think it's on Amazon Prime. Highly recommend if you also like this kind of family feeling. Very good film. Uh, And um, also, you know, like divided stories where you have different brothers and they each have their own stories and then everything kind of comes together at the end. Um, He also did a film called, uh, these are are real tongue twisters for me to pronounce, but Neon Prakashan is uh, very, very good. That's definitely um, him, you know, alone as the star of the film. And then uh, Tandamutalam Drikshan, I mean, he is like this this mischievous thief in, the, in that film. And the smile he gives at the interval point when he's being x-rayed and he kept saying, no, I, no, I don't have that necklace. And then the x-ray shows he swallowed it and he just kind of gives this look, this grin to the camera. It just like it's one of those memorable things that I'll never, never forget. Yeah. So he is very talented and he's done, you know, if you want to deep dive into his films, I don't, you know, I don't know that he is as compelling in this film as like, oh, I want to watch everything else that he's done the way some of the other actors are. But um, Dolker Salmon, like I said, I would highly recommend um, Charlie as a delightful other romantic film uh, with Parvati. Uh, Parvati has done Urari, I mentioned, um, and Take Off. And um, Nithya Menon, of course, did OK Kanmani with Dulker. And then uh, Ustad Hotel is another great one that she did. Um, you know, a lot of these actors are getting crossing over into other industries. They're getting known. As you said, Dulker did The Zoya Factor in uh, Bollywood. Um, but he had also done Carvan with Irfan Khan. This kind of indie, kind of a quirky comedy, which was, you know, when you're just watching it on streaming and you're not paying 14 bucks to see it, it's like, oh yeah, this yeah. is kind of nice. 
yeah. you know, but it wasn't, um, I don't know, it's a quirky, quirky little indie kind of a film, but he's trying and he's done Tamil films. He did um, a big film called um, Mahanati, which was a pan Indian film. It was in uh, Telugu. Tamil, um, he played the the husband, the bigamist husband of Savitri, and that so a famous actress from the fifties and the sixties. So it was a biopic film, and he's playing this character who is a bigamist, and he has to be so charming that you yeah. don't hate him. <laughs> he is very good at kind of threading that line. <laughs> so um, it's been fun to see him. Because, you know, in this film, he's playing such a youngster. It's been fun to see him, all of these people, develop as actors over the last six years because I've watched a lot of their films. Uh, Molly Allen Cinema is just something special. And I, I'd like to shout it from the rooftops because it's, I mean, it's not that I don't like Bollywood or that I don't like Telugu films or Tamil films, but there's just something about it. And this film, I think, is a perfect example of what makes it special because it feels real. It's a compelling stories and, um, and it just has that indie feel and quality scripts. Number one, quality yeah. scripts. Yeah, and uh, that's a great place to end here unless you have any final thoughts on Bangalore days and any like last-minute scenes you want to bring up or moments or... Um, again, it's available on Amazon Prime, and, yeah. and the subtitles are the best, but struggle through. There's a, quite a few, you know, that's the w wonderful thing now, is that there's so many more regional cinema films being shown on Netflix and Amazon Prime. Sort of the arms race that those two streaming services are in for grabbing more and more Indian content yeah. is only to our benefit as viewers. Uh, they're snatching up more and more films and you know it's hard in chicago where i live there's only one theater that in all of chicago that shows malayalam films and it's a 45 minute drive for me on the highway now if dolker is starring in a movie you better believe that i'm driving up there to see it in fact, he had a recent film. Actually, he was doing a Tamil film, so that just came out on Amazon Prime, I think, in the last week. And Kanam, Kanam, something, something. <laughs> but but uh, a kind of a con caper, kind of a romantic film. It was kind yeah. of fun. But, you know, I mean, that's the thing. There's like this 30 day window. So if you miss it in theaters, 30 days later, it's going to be on Amazon Prime usually. So, which is kind of, kind of nice. You can watch really recent things, but they have old classics, quite a few old classics too. Um, yeah. Even Dulker's Mamuti, <laughs> who is still making some amazing films himself. So, um, well, I hope this won't be your last uh, Molly Allen film. Definitely and you not. know, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know where yeah. to come <laughs> for more recommendations. Sure, yeah, so you can you. find. Yeah, I was gonna you say, can find where me. He'll find you online. Okay, you can. Uh, I actually have uh, two Twitter handles, but you can find me at Pardesi YT, and my YouTube channel is called Pardesi Reviews, P A R D E S I. And I uh, love for you to check out. Uh, you know, I have. Like I said, movie reviews, and you can search on uh, Dolker reviews or Niven Polly reviews or whatever. I have um, playlists of all the, my different reviews of some of these films that we've been discussing in this podcast. And Manish, I really appreciate you inviting me. I had a wonderful time yes, uh, discussing so one much. of my favorite yeah. films. No, I really appreciate it. I, you know, I'm really glad that you chose this film because it definitely. Um, 
I've been meaning to watch Malayalam films just because, you know, especially with all of our, you know, Bollywood Twitter mutuals that we have, everyone seems to be very impressed by the Malayalam industry. So I've been meaning to check it out. I'm glad that this was the first one because it was such an exceptional film. And I really encourage the listeners to check it out. Um, you know, it might seem daunting with the running time and the subtitles, but honestly, you won't even notice either of those things, you know, within the first... 20 minutes, if not less. So, um, yep. Yeah. And, and here, uh, here, yeah. Here we are stuck at home. Yeah. All we ha- we can't go see movies in theaters, so you might as well check you know check out something new and fresh to get your mind off all of our troubles right now. That's what we all need right now. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Manish eighty nine, and please follow the podcast at it pod to be you. And uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to help people find the show. Melanie, thanks again. I really had a great time. If you ever want to come back for, you know, a, an American or um, a Bollywood film, whatever, just, you know, you let, let me know you have an um, open invitation. And to listeners, thank you so much for listening. Pinnejee